Hold on. Oh, yeah. All right, Not Feel Good People, take two. Sorry, Hi, everybody. Welcome to Not Feel Good People. Had some technical issues with the new studio. We're here in Brayden's new place. Mm-hmm. Looking very comfy, looking very casual. We're sitting at a breakfast nook, having a cup of joe. Feeling? Oh. Feeling good. Feeling As we're okay. just saying, we're quickly reiterating, or just quickly reiterate what we're saying. In the new ha- new spot, new house, sitting at the breakfast table. Feels comfy, you were saying. I was saying, how are you feeling? In yeah, house? dude, I love sitting here. It's, gonna, it's boring, so it's going to be quick. I just love sitting here in the morning and having coffee, just looking out the window. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Nice, nice. feeling. Nice. It's good. Sounds nice. Um, but thanks for helping us move. Yeah. This is the no. move from hell, dude. Just nothing but thin stairways. Thin a stairways, whole- yeah. Oh, man. I made it pretty awkward. Yeah. Thick couches, thin stairways. Yeah. Oh, and it's so heavy. We got a like a sectional, which is awkward enough to move. You know, but everything went pretty peachy. Yeah, it was pretty good. It went down, and then like just spent two days straight just unpacking and moving. I was so sore by the end of it, dude. This place was full of boxes, mate. Oh, yeah, I kind of because there's a fireplace in the back, right? Mm-hmm. And so my bright idea, I had like 30 boxes downstairs in storage. I was like, I'll just burn them all. Yeah, <laughs> and it was not as simple as I thought it would be. There was ashes flying everywhere into the neighbor's yard. It was annoying, and this smelt bad, and I smelt like soot oh. at the end. And Did I you burned them all. Yeah, I burned all thirty. <laughs> took me, took me, took me about two and a half hours. <laughs> First thing in the house, you make a stinky ass fire. Oh, no, just the neighbors probably hate me, dude. <laughs> just and I'm like, because it's like bricks. It's made of the fibers made of like these like red bricks yeah. in a circle, right? And I kept like shoving them sort of in the side, yeah. expanding. And then since the fire was right there, hot against the bricks, like four bricks shattered on me. So the I fireplace is all happen. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking already. Oh, you're burning evidence. Like you're, like you're Nixon. Oh, fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm burning my bloody clothes, OJ style. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. You had a video lined up for me. I to oh, watch. yeah. I want to get your reaction. Eden sent this to me. Okay. And it's just... A I'll, little... let you, I'll let you watch it, get your reaction, okay. and then I'll uh, You'll explain describe what it, what it is. Yeah. Should I describe it as I'm seeing it? Sure. Okay, one sec. Okay, we got a 1970s woman. She's hopping in. Oh, there's a naked man on a bed. This woman... Can't see what's... Something's happening. This boy isn't excited. Oh, this woman's got one little leg. <laughs> one nub. One little nub. It's an amputee with a nub leg. She's going down on him. Hey! <laughs> you guys can probably hear the soundtrack. It's crazy. But no way, that's his pecker. No, it's her nub. It's her leg nub. Oh, he's rubbing her nub. Oh, that's gross. Oh, no. <laughs> Where's the nub going now? Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> Max's face. It's classic. She's currently pumping into his ass with her leg nub. She's, oh, she's rubbing herself. She's she lubed up her amputee nub and she's anally penetrating this guy. She's going hard on him. Oh, going to town with him oh, with her nub. She's, She's calf deep. <laughs> and the guy's face, it just like constantly cuts to shots him biting his pillow. The guy doesn't even be enjoying it too much. No. She came in and the first thing he said was, oh no. Oh no. 
That's a clip. That's it. As rough, right? It was weird seeing a little yeah. amputee, like because you guys, it's almost that like because her little nub is gross looking. It's like you could see like it's almost just bone and skin. There's no muscle to it at all. I thought, I thought it was a dick. I thought when she was <laughs> moving it up that she knew that she was stroking him. I'm like, wow, dude, dude's hung, yeah, dude's hung. And then you said it was his nub, and I was like, oh, that's just a gross sight. Yeah, that was not nice. Oh, dude, can you imagine having a nub like? How that would how shitty that would feel just having a little if i had to lose a limb it would probably be a leg because i feel like you can hide that so easily now right you get like a really advanced like fake pig leg right and walk around and get used to walking around on it you know like mm-hmm. although i bet you balance sucks balance is probably hard. probably couldn't skateboard definitely can't skateboard and there's no hands way cool though hands cool but, but i'll be able to play guitar years i bet they'll be robot hands Luke Skywalker style. Yeah. I doubt they'll be, like, mainstream, but you could get one. They're just, like, crushing things, dude. <laughs> You're oh, just crushing beers all day. <laughs> yeah. I don't even guys. drink beer. I'm just crushing the can in my hand. <laughs> I don't even know my own power. Check it out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> have a bad accident with your... Like, you just have a nail, and you just, like, drive it in with your thumb, though, like, hammering it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. You could like take off the fingertips and be a little screwdriver tips, little drills, dude. Right. Oh, have a Dremel hand. So, Dremel uh, out some fucking <laughs> <laughs> route out some some routes, dude. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool to have a robot <laughs> hand like that. Yeah, dude. A Robocop hand. That'd be amazing. Uh yeah, so anything interesting happened past week besides that? Um I'm thinking. Or just boring unpacking stuff, getting moved in. Burning boxes, getting moved in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Let's go. Is uh, did uh, was the heater broken in that? No, just uh, you guys play around every. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Still, still doing it. Still going hard. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Great, man. Thanks. Thank you. This is some real time. That was the real shit, dude. That's some washer <laughs> repair, man. Are you gonna keep that in? I don't know. Should I? No, I think you should cut that out. I think that'd be really boring. <laughs> yeah, just like... I think we'd lose a few listeners. Yeah. Anyways, what just happened? Eight minutes in. Eight minutes in. You gonna write that down? Yeah, I'm gonna make a note. Um, um, so, oh, that, that, that's something that happened, though. So, like, got everything set up pretty much. You know, the only thing in the yeah. air is the bedroom right now. But did all that work? Can we go to, like, wash a bunch of clothes? Yeah. Fucking dryer breaks right away. It's so frustrating. It's just air drying. I had a big blanket in there. So, like, a big load. And uh, it took me literally two days of constantly turning on the dryer, running it, running it, for it to actually get less than a little damp. You know what I mean? Oh, it was fucking brutal, dude. Oh, it was a pretty good problem to have. And so in the, the grand the scheme of things in life, repair, the dryer repairman just came and fixed that, anyways. Yeah, yeah, he just came <clears> that, fixed that and uh, gave you congrats. Said, yeah. "Hey, keep up the good music." <laughs> yeah, it was good. It's good, dude. Good dude, throwing that out there. Good dude. All it just right, came. just making a quick note. Taking me a million eight thirty. Cut. And so yeah, the good. Everything yeah. been good. Second, no, yeah, and, yeah. No, no B and E's, nothing. No B and E's. Uh, probably ruined the neighborhood with my my fucking fire, my thirty block. Did I talk? Did I already cut that out? I don't know if you did or not. Oh, he's coming back. So oh, okay. yeah. Pause again. Turn it dry on for a few seconds. I see yeah. one that's way up on the wall, on that far wall. Yeah. So I'm just- 
Hey everybody, we got Max House here. Sorry for this weird podcast, but uh, you know, I'm here to sort it all out, baby. I'm here to keep you cool. I'm here to bring the peace. It should, it should work now, right? Oh yeah, yeah okay. It's going Perfect. It'll move and dry air for you. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's it. All right. Now it's fixed. Now it's fixed. Okay, so I'm going to cut that whole thing out. So uh, okay. to reiterate, uh, dryer, like maybe like moved in, moved all our stuff, and the dryer doesn't work. So dryer repairman just uh, fixed things. Came in. And that's what that was. That's what that's the riveting conversation that you guys will never get to hear. <laughs> so it's been good. Yeah. So tell me about your phone broke. Oh How, yeah, my phone did broke. You, and did you just like fall in like a puddle? Like what happened? No, it's not an interesting story really. Just crapped out. <laughs> just cut to like you just overloading it with gay porn and it just <laughs> exploded. It was a flip not phone. Not really interesting it story. It was a flip phone, so it's like the screen just went on it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and that was it. So did you get another, you didn't get another flip phone? You got a smartphone this time, or did yeah. you get a flip phone? No, I got I got a smartphone. <laughs> okay, I didn't get another flip. I decided to go up against that. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, um, that's what Ari Shafir does. He has a flip phone because he doesn't want to be like on his phone all the time. Yeah, that's why I got my last phone. Yeah, because uh, Ari Shafir did, and I was like, fuck it, yeah, dude, I'll be yeah. with Ari. Yeah. Uh, anyways, though. New Arrest Development just came out, new season. Yeah, I what watched it all. What did you think all. about that? I watched it all too. It's good. I was, I gotta admit, I forgot, like, I was kind of making breakfast during the last episode, so I missed, like, 80% of the last. I gotta say, I liked uh, it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Like, it was funny when I was watching it. Yeah. It just came out. I just finished watching it, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can tell you anything about it. Anything about it. Yeah, me neither. It would the story. There are some just, jokes that it stick out. There are some like, jokes, but like the main storyline was like, I guess they're trying to find Lucille too. Yeah, is the main overarching. Yeah, that she's plot missing, line. and they like hey, she might be murdered. Yeah, and like it just doesn't. This I don't remember a lot of it, but it was good when I was watching. Yeah, when it. I was watching, it was funny. I can't remember. I remember thinking. Maybe I, think I just it's was I, in a weird headspace. Me and yeah. you. I don't know. I, I remember, like, I think it's because I missed 80% of it. The last episode didn't make any sense to me. Like, when I watched the last couple scenes, I'm like, wait a minute, that's the last episode of the season? Like, right. There was no, like, cliffhanger. I didn't feel like anything got resolved. Yeah, yeah, no, I what, feel the same explain way. Explain to me what happened. Okay, so Job had this, like, at the end, Job had this magic trick with uh, Ben Stiller's character. <laughs> yeah, where they both... And it goes wrong somehow, and I missed that completely. They drop cement into Ben Stiller's closet by accident yeah okay for people listening this is uh job does this magic trick at the end where they're both going into a closet and they're both coming <laughs> the gay magician's going to come out a straight magician and the straight <laughs> magician's going to come out a gay magician because job's plot line throughout the arc is he's like, like he's, he, gay. He's, he's gay he's gay and he's like gra- wonder. grappling with the fact that he's gay <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this last trick is this weird fucking thing but anyways they get in and then job's having this conversation with ben stiller spoilers and then uh and then uh ron howard says but job didn't know the last part of the trick and then a big cement thing comes over and dumps uh (laughs) dumps ben stiller's uh coffin uh closet full of cement yeah and then i just think he dies (laughs) i don't know i I, I think that's how it ends he dies and job thinks he just left him oh okay Mm. okay that's interesting yeah it's good i mean yeah i remember like um because uh but like i said i i can't really remember i can't remember much either i remember like there's this huge thing between uh, george michael 
and mm-hmm. his dad about because he punched him in the face at the end of the last season. So there's like I thought it was funny how they kept playing up that weird dynamic. <laughs> They're awkward around each other now. Yeah, that thing in the hallway where like he goes like I can't remember what it was. Goes to pick something up and they do a bunch of like weird karate moves in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird self defense moves. <laughs> and he starts uh, defending yourself from your family class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of good bits in this season. Mm-hmm. I remember the Tobias storyline didn't really interest me that much, surprisingly. No. That was kind with of that Kyle? was the that was the one storyline where I was like kinda of bored. With uh Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. Even though I like Kyle, I think Kyle's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's getting all this work. I wonder did you see his movie yet? No. What I, movie? Kyle uh Kyle, the guy, he's like an SNL cast member. He started on YouTube, I think. Good right? neighbor. Yeah, good neighbor. Um, hilarious. He did. They, he did a movie about. I don't know what it's about. It just looks like some indie movie, right? Where it's like kind of funny, but also kind of soulful. No, I never. I don't uh, we'll know. have to watch I the know trailer. Nothing about it. Yeah, I know it's out. Right on. Like it came out last year. I wonder if it's any good. Right on. Yeah, man. So anything happened? Anything <laughs> happened to you? I'm trying uh, to think. Fuck, not really anything interesting, man. Just been fucking keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. Yeah. Just been trying to fucking do right, make this year good. Yeah. Make this year lovable. Spread oh, yeah. the love, spread the peace, baby. I love it. Getting the right mindset, getting the right headset, getting the right body set, you know? Yeah. Rebuild from ground zero, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's everything so like, fuck, man. It's weird. I haven't played music mm-hmm. in so long, really. And like with a band, is fucking. I think it's fucking with me a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm listening to a lot of like cock rock right now, just like mm-hmm. straight up rock bands. Yeah, because I'm just like missing playing electric guitar in a band yeah i'm doing an acoustic show tomorrow yeah by the time people hear this it'll be out a few days yeah i know yeah and it went great it went great dude huge turnout Uh, yeah massive turnout huge success which sucks so we can't really plug the show (laughs) but anyways you're playing tomorrow yeah yeah i'm playing tomorrow i don't know how it's gonna go i'm nervous about it i'll be down there yeah thanks man yeah um it's it's weird practicing because it's like I guess I should practice my set and it's just me alone practicing right on an acoustic guitar. Right. I'm worried like I I, I did this because I thought I could do something a little different, like have like sort of like a high energy sort of acoustic thing, uh-huh. and that's a fine wine line you got to walk before it looks ridiculous and sad. And also, I've always been kind of like critical of people doing just acoustic acts in this area because there's just so many folk acoustic acts and like oh great another another folk band oh yeah that's what we that's exactly what this area needs is more folk music <laughs> you know but i don't know i think i think it'll be good there's a couple songs in there that i haven't done in a while and it's like it's mostly lyrics i'm worried about yeah it's and i think because well, it's a lot you're doing a lot of cover songs mm-hmm. which you haven't done in fucking forever yeah yeah and that's not, honestly that's like Probably the hardest part about doing covers, I think, is remembering the lyrics. Right. Because everything's laid out in front of you, but, like, I'm, I'm so much better with remembering my own lyrics mm-hmm. than I am with... Or even, yeah. like, lyrics to songs someone else wrote in a band I'm in. Yeah. Can you remember that easier than I can remember, like, cover songs? Yeah. Right. I feel like I'm the opposite way. Yeah. The way my brain works, I remember the words a lot better. Than anything, than the music than, or anything? Yeah, any sort of harmonies or, like, melodies or anything like that. Yeah. Oof. Uh, we're getting uh, Aaron in 
to play a piano on the Rock and Roll Bitches track. It's a piano player for Scott yeah, Sway. This month, be, yeah. this month, everybody, be yeah. tuned. Stay tuned for some fucking bitchin' action. Yeah, we should release it on the podcast, maybe, like, when it's all done. Yeah. Put it out at the end of the, of the show. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet and full. Yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully, have, like, a... I'm thinking, like, a three or four song, just a little rock and roll bitch EP, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. I think that'd be great. Uh... What did you think of? You just watched the Halloween trailer. Coming fucking soon. Yeah, I watched the new Halloween trailer. And what do you think? I think it looks good. I think it's it looks really dope. good. Yeah. I think it could be fucking bad. I think a right. lot of it. Trailers are tricky, man. Trailers are tricky. And the whole British documentary crew team mm-hmm. doesn't seem original. Right. Like, I wonder how much that's going to play into it. Right. But it seems weird, and I'm into that. Do you, is it a direct sequel of all the other Halloween movies? They're, they're saying fuck everything but the first one. And they're going. But the first one, not the, the first, first two? One. No, just the first one. Okay. And so it's a direct sequel after the first one where <clears throat> Loomis shoots Michael and apparently at the end Michael disappears of the first one. Okay. And you're like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. Because the whole movie, he's not supernatural or anything. Right. So this movie's kind of taken that and it's like. Yeah, he got shot, but then he ran away and was, like, bleeding out and got caught by the cops. Right, and right. now he's in jail. And he's been in jail for the past 30 years, and, uh, what's her name? Or a mental institution, it kind of looks like. Yeah, something weird. That was a weird, because, like, there's a scene where they're in this yard. And Which is cool looking. <laughs> it looks like something out of, like, a, you know, Dario Argento film, but, like, Dario Argento. But it's, like, yeah. uh... It's like a weird European-looking prison yeah. with, like, colorful ground. Yeah, it's like you can only go... You can only stay within your red square or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, in what world would that work? And this whole time, <laughs> what's-her-name, Jamie Lee Curtis has been fucking... It cuts, to Jamie, it cuts <laughs> to Jamie Lee Curtis being like, past 30 years, I've been fucking wishing for the day that he escapes. And it cuts to a gun range with a fucking rifle. Boom, 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 boom. Empty and hot shells, baby. Yeah, she does have this, like, grizzled old lady. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if she still has those juicy cans, though. Jamie Lee Curtis has some of the best boobs. Really? I mean, I think that scene in, uh, is hot in, uh, Body, not Body of Lies. True Lies? True Lies. That's a great scene. I think it's, I think that scene's hot. But on general, like, when I look at her, I'm not Does really it do it for you? Even as a teenager, even in Halloween 1. Right. She's a teenager in Halloween 1? She's pretty fucking young. Interesting. Yeah, man, it's fucking... Probably, probably... 20s. Probably in her 20s. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just never, uh... Never did it for me. Yeah. Trailers are fucking weird, too, because I feel like they figured out how to make... Like, horror trailers always look good. I feel yeah. like every horror trailer is can be very deceiving. Because, yeah. Because they can just put the best parts of the movie in it. So yeah. they can just edit, like, uh, Hereditary is a new movie that's coming out. I heard that was really good. I heard it's good, too. Yeah. But the trailer is just... Uh, it's just shot after shot of, like, extreme shit, right? Yeah. The movie could have just been boring. Just used... Just a movie being used... Uh, for a trailer just yeah. to get views right because yeah. the trailer is just have you seen the trailer no it's a dope trailer but it's just like boom 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 vile image after crazy image being shown right yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah i heard good shit about it too i heard really good yeah. shit tony collette's in it i love me some tony collette who's tony collette uh she was the mum in little miss sunshine oh yeah she looked yeah i've seen her in a bunch of stuff she's really great australian actress she's really she's australian yeah wow yeah yeah uh what's his name from uh usual suspects 
Who? Keaton. The guy, uh, he plays like the main criminal in Usual Suspects, who everyone thinks is Kaiser Sozi, but he's not. Uh, oh, I don't know. He's the main guy. He's the dad. <laughs> he's trying to go straight in the movie, and the Usual Suspects is trying to like go non-criminal. Trying to think. It's not Benicio Del Toro. No. It's not uh, Kevin Pollack. It's not uh, the Baldwin brother. It's not the Baldwin brother, and it's not Spacey. No, it's the so other guy. the main guy. Wearing yeah. a leather jacket. He's like front and center in the cover. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched The Usual Suspects. I was thinking about The Usual Suspects because on that set you had Brian... Fuck, what's the name? The <laughs> child molester, Brian yeah. uh, Singer as the Brian director. Singer. And... Kevin Spacey. Do you oh, think they're just ramrodding young boys the whole time, dude? Just going for a night on the town? Or giving her? <laughs> was Kevin Spacey a pederast or was he just gay? I think. I think he was like. Because pederasty is like. Attracted like to like to children. Yeah. It's like attracted to like prepubescent kids. Yeah. But which is why like a lot of pedophiles, which Brian they, Singer they're not is. like. I, from what I, I. This could be wrong, but from what I understand. Uh, pedophiles aren't like necessarily gay or straight. They just like young boys because like yeah. a young, you know. But maybe that it's just that, children. Although I'm sure there's a gay pederast. There's got to be a gay pederast. But no. But with Kevin Spacey, when he got outed, did he get outed for being a pederast? No, because or just like, for the being... kid, the person who said he tried to fuck him. Yeah. So he was like 14 at the time. So he's young, but it's not. It's it's illegal <sighs> and it's gross. 14 is cutting it close. Yeah, it is like. Really, I don't think it's, it's that borderline of like. Yeah, like like if he was psychiatry, or if he was like not uh, a girl, not yet a woman. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's pedophilia, I think. 14. I, I always consider it like I don't, oh, it's illegal. Like, I don't think if yeah, like you're saying, I don't think it's scientifically. Pedophilia? Yes. By terms but it definitely feels pedophilic. By terms and conditions. <laughs> yeah. But I think on a social standard... It leaves you with the same bad feeling in your gut when you hear about it. Like, Yeah. Same time. I think that's too easy. I mean, I, I feel like this is bad. But pedophilia specifically... Yeah. Boys. Dude, I mean, not boys. Kids. 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 Yeah, like a 14-year-old's still a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. What was it at? Maybe they think they're doing a good service. Dave Chappelle had that great, great joke about that. Whereas, like, the kid was talking about he was at a Hollywood party when uh-huh. he was 14. And that's when Kevin Spacey tried to have sex with him. He's like, I never in my life have I been to a party with 14-year-olds. Like, never I wanted to be at a party where there's 14-year-olds hanging out. <laughs> Some hubba bubba chewing niggas. It's <laughs> just this great prejudice. Dude's chewing gum. <laughs> No shit, man. <laughs> like, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I was listening to a uh, tinfoil hat. No, no, I was listening to Bert Kreischer's podcast, and he had uh, Sam Tripoli and Eddie Bravo on. Yeah, and the Eddie Bravo's the jujitsu dude, friends with Rogan, and uh, Sam Tripoli's a stand-up. But they're both Eddie Bravo's big into fucking conspiracies. conspiracies. Yeah, and they have this uh, podcast called the Tinfoil Hat Podcast. It's Him all- and Sam. Yeah, and it's all conspiracies, and there's like talking about how I guess there's like a conspiracy that like, like the black the black Illuminati tried to recruit Dave Chappelle, uh-huh. which is why he uh, 
went to Africa and stuff to get away from them and get away. I didn't know there was a black and white Illuminati. I don't. Yeah. That's apparently a like Oprah is part of the Black Illuminati. So or Jay- she got taken in by them. Like Jay Z. Jay Z is in the Black Illuminati. Yeah, he's dude. not in the Illuminati Illuminati. The bla- yeah, he's not. He's not in that premium white Illuminati. Yeah, he's in the, the Black fuck? Illuminati. Yeah, what? Very fuck? different. I feel like the Black Illuminati has way less power. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there was a Black and White Illuminati, but everyone, it's, but everyone knows the Black Illuminati is way cooler. If you twist those two ends, it could. Sorry, oh, just oh yeah, that's way cooler. Yeah, yeah. You twist them the opposite way, they get tighter or looser, depending. Anyways, yeah. Black Illuminati may have less power, but everyone knows it's way cooler. Way cooler, but it's more like a club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more just like a cool, rich person's club. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were talking about, like, the whole basis of the theory is the end of that. Remember the end of that last special? He tells that whole story about a, a pimp turning out that one girl. Yeah. About how how he tricked her into staying for another six months. Yep. And then he's like, like the last that, Chappelle special. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like, and that's why I went to Africa. He's like, dude, that's him, like telling an allegory of what happened to him with the black Illuminati man. How the black Illuminati is trying to turn him out, and make him a product. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was where the whole conspiracy theory came from. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think the black Illuminati is like nowhere near as old as the regular Illuminati? And do they contact each other? Like, are they like countries almost? Let's, Black Illuminati can't be before enslavement. Yeah, it, it has sense. to be post enslavement, right? You gotta make yeah. It doesn't make, unless, the real unless there's like like a, like a Wakanda Black Illuminati where it's like it started in oh. Africa or yeah. started inside the slaves. Yes, dude. There's more popular. Like maybe they had more power than people think. Maybe Kanye is yeah, like, like 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 Sam Sam Jackson and Django. Yeah. That's where the Black Illuminati started. Yeah. He was into something. He's literally... Man, that that character was literally... It couldn't get more Uncle Tomish and Sam Jackson and, and Yeah. He was, he was a full-out uh, house N-word. House N-word, dude. He was a full-out, like, just... Uh, stereotypical house N-word, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As like, do you... How do you... I guess as an actor, you're supposed to, like, the whole point is that you're playing different characters that aren't you, but I'm do, sure, you, I'm do sure you think Jackson, he felt weird playing it? I'm sure he had a laugh about it. Yeah. You think I'm so? Su- I'm sure all of them had a laugh about how over the top he was being. Yeah, yeah. Just like... You know? But yeah, I think during some scenes, you like know, you some, like, intense, some intense scenes, like Quentin Tarantino, you know, there's like seven minute whatever dialogue. Yeah. You know, you can go into it as happy as you want, but, you know, three minutes in when you're fully enveloped into your character and the other person is then yeah maybe it'll start fucking with his head a little bit yeah and like like I don't think it Quentin Tarantino <laughs> like just imagine like Quentin Tarantino coming over to him and be like you gotta be more Weasley in this scene <laughs> it's like you're a Weasley house n-word <laughs> apparently that's how he directs really it's just really like brash and shit like that yeah he like he's one of those directors who freaks out on set from time to time right yeah I think so I remember like I feel like I heard a story about a prop guy right. getting yelled at. Talking about Quentin Tarantino yelling at him over something. Well, Jamie Foxx has that famous story. It's not him freaking out, but it's just like classic Quentin where it's like Jamie Foxx came into Django and Quentin Tarantino's like, oh, come here. Come come in the back room. I got to talk to you. He's like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. Quentin Tarantino's like freaking out, pacing back and forth. He's like, I knew this was going to happen. You come in here, you're all suave with your fucking Gucci bag and you put your boots up on the table. You 
are a dumb slave in this movie. Like you are, uh, I forget. I think he was saying nigga, but he was like, you are a dumb nigga or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. he kept going on about. Oh no and way! Like that's he what, said that to Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that was how he got Jamie Foxx like into the role. Re- really, Jamie Foxx, I think, told this on uh, Stern. Yeah, oh, I gotta listen. He wasn't that. offended or nothing because obviously it's just Quentin trying to. Put him in the head. Trying space. to be a director, right? Yeah. Obviously. Trying to get the, what the performance he needs. Yeah. But it's I just it's such an intense way. <laughs> right? I knew this was gonna happen. I need to bring him to another room and like start having a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, like start, panic, start dressing him down. Oh, that would feel weird, man. Hollywood is a fucking weird place. Yeah. That was like on Comtown, they're talking about the Times Up movement. About how uh like people in like award shows and stuff are like this happens in every industry it's got stuff he's like no it only happens in your weird industry in <laughs> yeah. hollywood yeah. <laughs> like, not like the water there's no other industry, industry in the world where like this kind of behavior is accepted <laughs> and other than maybe like politicians or like the catholic church or something yeah. like anytime like an organization views itself like above society's laws and stuff that's when shit gets fucking squirrely and weird it's when you get the brine singers of the world mm-hmm. oh man are powerful is it, I don't think you th- could. I don't like, think you could take Brian Singer to court and so I think he's too powerful. Yeah, I was literally gonna say like, if there's any sort of like Illuminati, Brian Singer is guilty of charge. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think there's any sort of Illuminati esque thing. Yeah, it's more like, um, but but there is. I, I feel, I feel like, like Illuminati it's is the best say. way to describe it in a yeah. word. Yeah, but it's not. The dressed up Illuminati. It's not robe. I think what it is. It's a descriptive term, you know? (laughs) And I think, like, there's there's just the amount of evidence stuff. There's definitely, like, some sort of pedophilia ring going on in Hollywood. Yeah. I think. Or in in the higher ups of. Right? Society. Like, the higher up of Hollywood, I think, is no different than the higher ups of politicians. Yeah. FBI and all that. Yeah. We're definitely one in one. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, fucking. What was Emma Watson doing? Fucking putting money through Cuba and shit. Is that what she was doing? She was like embezzling money through Cuba. <laughs> really? Something like that. I don't know what those papers were about. I didn't care to read them. But it was something where I'm like, there's people way smarter than her. Doing it, getting away with it. In yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, Helping her with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, even stuff like that. Well, or even like just the fact that uh, an open secret that documentary about pedophilia in Hollywood couldn't get fucking released. Yeah, it had like an Academy Award winning. You had to go on Pirate Bay. They said go on Pirate Bay and download the movie. Yeah, and it's like that, which is great. That is that's a cool method. Yeah, it is cool that they're just like listen. We just. In a weird way, it's like that's like legitimately cutting through all the to Hollywood. Me, when people are like, I'm just an artist. I just want people to see my yeah, work. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's some artist shit. That's some Bob Dylan shit to be yeah. like, I'm putting this out there. Go fucking watch it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, it, it feels like a glaring indictment of the Hollywood industry that they wouldn't put it out. It feels like, a, like sweep, trying so hard to sweep it's, it under the rug, you know? It's a documentary where the kids being interviewed well some of them some of them have like got their stuff together now and they're in a better place but for the most part you can see it on their face that they're broken people yeah man it's it's terrible because you're just hearing these stories and you're like okay you're like yeah i believe it you know but if you're being skeptical you could be like 
Yeah, but, you know, any, they could just got an actor and just say all this. But yeah. the kids are saying it so broken. And yeah. they're such uh, feeble people. Maybe yeah. they just have anxiety issues and stuff like that, but I don't think they would be making a documentary then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like then, I think they are tackling their issue. And the fact that, like, that one um, in the documentary, there's this company that gets started mm-hmm. by a bunch of guys who know Brian Singer. You know the woman and, like, hanging the- behind the diner in Mulholland Drive? Yeah. I feel like she just walked down your street. It's a very don't say that, man. Is, she is. Don't say that. It's a very scary, almost like witchy looking face on her. It was like gray oh, or green. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Brian Singer. I gotta be alone in this house tonight. <laughs> I'll stay with you for a little bit. Thank you. Uh, as you were saying, Brian Singer, Hollywood. Everyone who started, there's this one internet company that sort of blew up that was connected to this pedophile ring. What was it and, called again? Oh, that was the best remember. part. <laughs> it was fucking cheesy. Man. Yeah. Wasn't it like compound? No. No, they had a compound. They no. had a compound. Come but, down to the compound. Yeah. And it's like the craziest stories about like fucking kids and putting guns in their mouths and stuff. Like, <sighs> oh, what was it, man? I can't remember, but uh, they were revolutionizing. Though they were trying to be like Netflix. YouTube. They're trying to be like YouTuber Netflix. Yeah, where it's, it's like user created content for for teenagers for by teenagers, <laughs> owned by old men. Um, yeah, they're trying to be. But like really everyone rad. in that company got charged with like pedophilia, like having child porn and stuff. Like that one guy is like super. He almost looks like David Miscavige. Or it's just like you're born a super villain. Yeah, man. Dave Miscavige is like he's that guy too. Where it's just like there's a thing where he's like, yeah, he's like he looks like he has villain genetics in him. Yeah, he's got like sharp teeth and just eyes that are like a jaw cut from marble. Like yeah. I couldn't have a stare down with him because he would win. Yeah. Oh, totally. He's just got nothing behind. There's nothing behind the eyes. Very confident. I wish I had Dave Miscavige's confidence. Do you random? change the topic uh anthony bourdain died today yeah that's what i wanted to bring up um fucking killed himself hung yeah. himself yeah Isn't were you surprised by that nuts? it is nuts it's we're- a little bit because there's a part of me i mean this is like this i'm really showing my fat guy cards here but there's a part of me that's like if i'm anthony bourdain and i am that upset with life there's a part of me that's like just retire and just eat ice cream and chocolate and shoot all heroin. day every day and shoot heroin <laughs> like just like instead of hanging yourself just go out in the most debaucherous debaucherous just doing heroin and eating fucking just 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 like just order like cases of candy bars and like like and just really not give a fuck about your health but enjoy every moment right i was uh i was surprised when i heard it but i wasn't surprised when i heard that he killed himself Really? I was thought, I thought it was going to be like, Jamie's like, I thought it was going to be like a stomach parasite from Vietnam or something. <laughs> like, well, it's just like he kind of got his attitude and his image and why people like him because he was like this dark boy, this star heroin addict guy. And yeah. I'm like, when I hear, and he was a long-term heroin addict. Yeah. And when I hear long-term heroin addict, I think of like people like Johnny Thunder or stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah. this dude. Definitely has a you dark mind. Yeah, you this dude is definitely, no matter how he looks on TV, he definitely goes home and, like, sits and lays down in his bed yeah. for, like, 13 hours a day just being like, oh, fuck, fuck this. this. Yeah. You know? So ripped. He's so ripped that I saw, like, a thing of him yeah, recently where he was just like, he had a fucking, like, 
six pack. He's like a sixty year old man with a six pack. He's got a cool look. I'll the never silver fox hair. Yeah, dude. You know, uh, I think uh, I don't know, like. I was there's this thing where it's here. like, like just like why, why not just blow all your savings on something before you do it then? Right. On like a pound of heroin. Right. This is this great part of his book where he's talking about. Um, I didn't read it, but I saw him talk about the part of the book on an interview where I was like, that's such a brilliant, I don't know, it's just an interesting little observation when he was talking about when he was in the throes of his heroin addiction, how, like, in August, he didn't want to, like, he had this fucking broken down, rotted out Christmas tree in mm-hmm. his house since, and it's August and he didn't want to take it out because he wanted his neighbors to know that he still had a Christmas tree in August. <laughs> yeah, he's been too junked out to take his Christmas tree out of his apartment for, for nine months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still like that. That's a great observation. Joe yeah, Rogan's like really uh, like good friends or was good friends with him. Yeah. They went on like a hunting trip together and stuff. Yeah, that's the thing, like, you clean yourself up, but once you have something like that in your head, it comes back on bad days. Yeah. You have bad days and it gets bad. Because yeah. you already experienced it. You already know how bad it can get, so you go bad, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Who knows? Who knows? I've been, like, doing this thing, like, I got depressed, um, two days ago, like, bad. Just in a bad headspace. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I just sit there in the tub for, like, three hours listening to sad-ass music. Yeah. And just soaking. Oh, this is fucking, like... There is something comforting about soaking a and warm soaking. tub, though. Yeah. And it's just, like, there is, like... The disparity sucks. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Like, emotional pain is so bad. Yeah. It is. Very bad. I guess I was, like... What a fucking stupid... Emotional pain is bad. <laughs> fucking idiot. But uh, No, but it can fucking... It's just... It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I wonder... Disabling. Do you think there's anyone out there who's like happy he's dead? Like people who hate him? Oh, probably. Probably like enemies. Yeah, right. But... Oh, what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Um, whenever I hear someone hang themselves... I always go to audio auto erotic accident in my head. There's yeah. like part of me is like, is this an like any in a weird way? I get if it was how people would want to report that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I feel like I would rather have someone say this was an auto erotic accident than a suicide. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mm-hmm. feel like on the shame level, I don't know. I feel like just an accident's like, oh shit, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Having a and and it's a sad accident, but like a suicide adds a heaviness to it. And if it's not a suicide, yeah, then that heaviness is kind of taken away. He's like he's just jerking off and yeah, some shit some shit went wrong. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. For me though, I've always I know some about the suicide that feel like in some Seems way right. should be seemed like uh, no 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 just be like. If someone commits suicide, yeah, people should definitely, I feel like, I would want people to know. Like, I want, yeah. I would want people to know, like... But here's the thing. Here's the if fucking you die, help. Say you die yeah. in an auto-erotic accident. Yeah. Do you want them to report that it was an auto-erotic accident, or do you want them to say it's a suicide? Oh, no, that's... Uh, 
Autoerotica makes for a better story, I feel like. <laughs> right? I feel like that like makes David for a better Carradine story. Like, David Carradine goes down as a legend. Like, wrote, if I am doing it for autoerotica, then yeah, I want it. Like, the know. guy from NXS, apparently, is another famous case where they said it was yeah. a suicide, but it was autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, man. It's just getting his fucking rock. It's just getting his... I mean, there's, like, a happiness to that as opposed to a sadness in a weird yeah. way because he's getting his rocks off. Yeah. Listening to, he's sui- getting, listening he's to Suicide Blonde. He's willing... Yeah. <laughs> he's willing to take it, like, one step beyond to get just, like, a <laughs> orgasm that's probably, like, 10% better. It's like you can't even go and just fuck somebody. <laughs> he has to bring jerking off to the next level, dude. Are you right? <laughs> like, same with... Um, when they said Chris Cordell hanged himself, I was like, I wonder if that was an autoerotic accident. Did he hang himself? Oh, no, maybe it was pills. I thought he took a bunch of pills. Oh, maybe it was Chester Bennington that hung himself? Yeah, I think so. Because I think Chris Cornell, yeah, because they specifically named Ativan. Like, he took a bunch of Ativan and took a bunch of something else. Oh, that's great. There's a... Uh... Oh, Louis Gomez, I think, was talking about... Uh... Like two days after Chris Cornell died, he texted yeah. Lu- Joey Diaz, texted Luis Gomez. He's like, "I'm blasted, dog. I'm on that shit that killed Chris Cornell." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey Diaz is the best. Yeah, he has this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of his Twitter pictures is of a Quaaludes bottle. Uh-huh. It's Yo Cosby. I got the hookup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Fuck, he's funny. Oh man, I love his like. What was it? Um, He's wrong. It's like he's it's just for every day. He's like it's Thursday. You dick swing and put your big dick in your hand. And let that <laughs> sucker go. It's or great, dude. Every morning, like you look and it's like it's a fucking fantastic day to be alive for more than one motherfucking reason. <laughs> Shit like that. Go out there and show him that you're fucking worthy to be alive. Oh, or it's like amazing. I just love it when he's like. When he throws a dick swinging in his tweets, yeah. he's like, it's Monday, go in, full of balls, like your balls full, dick swinging low. Dick swinging low? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, it's so good, man. House is getting uh, dark. Clouds are rolling oh, in, are rolling folks. In. I gotta go to the basement and grab some gear. Yeah. You, you should come with me. Dude, fuck, oh, that basement. There's a basement of this house that's like a separate thing, and the landlord decides to let us store some stuff down there. Yep. And we were storing boxes down there before I burned them all. And uh, I was, like, emptying out some boxes, clearing out some stuff. And I was like, all right, time to go in the basement. And it was, I didn't know, but the lights in the front don't work, like, in the mm-hmm. first room. So it's pitch black. I go turn the lights on and nothing. And it was just so creepy that I just, like, I'm like a kid. I'm still afraid of the dark. I just threw the boxes <laughs> And I shut the door and I locked it as well, fast as I could. I do want to say there is like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre metal ass, thick ass door in the basement. <gasps> right? There's this like, <clears throat> it goes into the pantry, I guess. Their pantry. Un- underneath our pantry. Because where our yeah. pantry is, there used to be a set of stairs that go down to the basement. Yeah. And Didn't uh, they turn that, they must have turned that into a pantry though. No, oh, it's just stairs that oh, go nowhere, stairs? like a haunted house, dude. But I don't know it's why. Stairs it's stairs that be- go to nothing, like in behind, a creepy ghost house. It's behind, like, the most reinforced fucking door I've ever seen. Like, it's like the yeah. one where Leatherface... It's like a bomb shelter like door. Like the classic scene where Leatherface fucking, boom, bashes the guy over the head. First time you see him, and he drags him in, and then just this big... <laughs> metal door slam. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. It's so big and thick and industrial, man. Oh, scary. It is. it is, and then behind it's a set of stairs that go nowhere, yeah, which is even fucking creepier. Oh, I, I feel like, like I feel like I you know what that. Oh my god, you got it! I never even thought about that, but that is like that is a perfect like throw someone in there, lock yeah. it, and then like you know what I mean, like. 
Oh, it's creepy in there. That's great. Yeah. Um, I watched you a movie got Delirium with Topher Grace. Uh huh. It's new on Netflix. Delirium. It's, well, it's not. It's an older movie, but it just got on Netflix. Okay. Cool movie, man. You dig it. Delirium. Scary though. Don't watch it by yourself. It's it's I won't. it's scary because it's just him in a house and he just got released from a mental asylum. Right. Build up. Topher Grace gets released uh, from a mental asylum after 23 years or so. Mm-hmm. And his father committed suicide five days before his release. Mm-hmm. And you don't know why he's in the mental asylum or nothing. You know he has a brother in prison, right? Right. And he keeps blaming himself throughout the movie for his father killing himself. He goes, I bet my father killed himself because he didn't want to see me because he knew I was getting released, right? Right. And so the movie is... Him alone in his house. It kind of has a Disturbia feel because he's hooked up to an ankle bracelet. Can't whole, leave. Yeah. The whole movie, he can't leave, you know. He, can't, he goes outside, starts beeping. It has, it, very disturbing in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Where the ankle bracelet, everything to do with the ankle bracelet is like, I've seen that in Disturbia. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Disturbia was the first movie to do like an ankle bracelet like that. Right, where it's like almost like a character in the Because it's kind of a new thing, having yeah. an ankle bracelet. Yeah, new enough. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, just like that. But uh, he's alone in this house, and he has, like, schizophrenia, I'm pretty sure. He sees delusions, right? Mm. So you don't know what he's seeing is real or fake. Okay. And he sees some stuff that turns out he might be real, right? Right, right, right. And it's just him in this big, big fucking mansion Ugh. alone oh. with lots of rooms, and he's finding hidden rooms. And he's learning stuff about his father. And he's learning stuff about, you know, weird stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He goes into this back room where he goes all the way around the house and has a peephole into every room. Has a peephole into every room, right? And it's just Jesus. this back thing that you slide into. Stuff like that. Yeah, and you're like, is this a real room? And is, or is this uh... I'll leave you with a cliffhanger. His brother shows up. Okay. His brother shows up. Who's is his brother to... dead? He's supposed to be dead? He's supposed to be in prison. Oh, okay. He's supposed to be... Uh, he has a life sentence in prison. Right. So I don't know why, but he has a life sentence in prison, and he's not supposed to be out, right, for another fucking however long. Yeah. Not supposed to be out ever. Yeah. He shows up. And so Topher Grace doesn't know if it's a delusion, because he doesn't have his meds. Right. Or if his brother is real and actually showed up. Yeah, like... And you, and you know from the bad, his brother's a dangerous motherfucker. Right. I'll leave it at that. Oh, Good. I, can't, I can't watch it. Just tell me what happens. I'm never gonna watch it. Okay, spoilers. Spoilers ahead. Yeah. His brother turns out to be real. Okay. And you find out... Because throughout the movie, it'll do this thing, right? Like, I'm skipping a lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of the movie is him being weirded out by noises in his house yeah. running and, like, around. I gotta say, like, out of all the mental effects, I think schizophrenia might be the worst, along with dementia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, the, idea, the idea of seeing things that aren't there... Oh, fuck that shit. Scary. Yeah. Your whole life is like watching a grudge movie. Anything can just pop out and fucking a jump scare I don't you. like that at all. Right? All the thought of that is fucking... <laughs> oh. Someone could just whisper in your ear, fucking duh. Yeah. No. And it's you. You're doing it to yourself is the worst part. Yeah. And then what if you're not one day? What if you actually do run into a serial killer one day, you know? <laughs> right? Uh, anyways, though, his brother shows up mm-hmm. and... But his brother keeps disappearing. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes you think, like, okay, is this just another illusion or something? Yeah. And he has... the His parole officer, his PO, is the woman who has cancer in the Green Mile. Okay. The warden's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her... Uh, 
she's his PO and she comes on to him in one scene. He invites her over because he's hearing noises in his house, right? And he saw his brother earlier. Then his brother disappeared the rest of the day. So he calls his PO just to be like, okay, come over, right? Yeah. But he doesn't want to tell her he's going crazy because then they'll send it back to the institution. Right. So he's just like, I'm just freaking out. I haven't been alone in a while, right? Yeah. She comes on to him. He's like, whoa, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not coming on to you. She freaks out, grabs his, takes his pills and is like, fuck you. I'm taking your fucking pills then. What a bitch. Motherfucker. And leaves. <laughs> so she leaves him without any pills. So he's down in NyQuil and shit to go to sleep. Right. And um, he starts finding out things like he finds this mirror in his dad's bedroom. This two-way mirror. Right. Which inside a video camera is inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, like much a la True Detective Season 2. The way Ray Valcora finds that camera. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot like that. But he looks on the camera and it's a video of this woman with like a chest on her head. Like a closed chest okay. box on her head. Okay. And she's not like, like a set of tits on her head. No, no. It's a chest right on her face. Oh, that's scary. Oh. The wind just blew a door closed right And now. Uh, oh, she that. starts climbing over her bed and you're like, what the fuck? And you start getting weirder things like that, right? Yeah. Or like, uh, and then Topher Grace is in the walls and he's looking out because he hears something. So he goes to hide in the walls, right? And yeah. just look out the little holes, the peepholes. Yeah. His brother comes up and he's like, Oh, my little uh, peeping Tom, come out, right? Uh-huh. You find out what happened was <clears throat> Topher Grace asked out this girl at school. Uh-huh. She rejected him in front of everybody, right? Uh-huh. Embarrassed him. Uh, he felt bad, so he went home and uh, told his brother. His brother's like, let's give her a scare. Let's hide in the bushes and just pop out and scare her. So he's like, okay. All right. Obviously, brother had more in plan. Right. Pop out, scare her. Then the brother starts beating the shit out of her. And then he locks Topher Grace up with a handcuff to, like, a pipe and makes him watch him beat the shit out of her and then drown her, eventually. Jesus. And they didn't tell anybody. He told Topher Grace, you know, you tell anyone, fucking, I'll kill you, whatever. Yeah. So his brother went on to commit a couple more murders before being found out about, right? Right, right, right. And that's, he tells this girl, his love interest that keeps coming over to the house to drop off food or whatever, right? He has a love interest, Topher Grace. Mm Mm-hmm. This girl comes over and she's kind of a goth girl. She's kind of into him, right? She reads about his background and stuff. And he tells her the story. This is what happened, right? right. Gets her out of the fucking house because the whole time he's telling this, his brother standing right behind her. But she doesn't know his brother's there, right? No. And he does it because no one else is supposed to be in the house. That's right. a violation yeah, of his yeah. house arrest. Right. Not supposed to have anyone in his house. Yeah. And did they not go looking for him once he leaves, once he escapes jail, though? Like, What do you mean? Because he said he's supposed to be in jail for life. Yeah. No yeah. one no one has come to see Topher Grace, no. Like, cops. Cops don't know anything. Really? But then you start to find out... Uh, his dad... They go into the basement at the climax at the end. You find out a prison fire happened. That's how he escaped. They oh, thought he... They think he's dead, the brother. Oh, okay. And then, then again, you get another moment where it's like... well. Did he die? Twelve Grace is like, well, did he actually die in the fire? Right. Has he been in the, you know, have I been doing this the whole time? Fight Club style? Yeah. Just then the brother comes out and stabs the PO. Oh, no. Just then the brother comes out and he's like, well, I guess you got an answer now. <laughs> and then, uh, brother thinks there's a big safe full of money somewhere. Right. That's what he's looking for in the house. Oh. Twelve Grace finds a secret passage. Another one. Oh. He doesn't go down there. He's like, oh, I think I know what it is. Come here, man. Sends the brother down there, and the brother, you see the brother look, and then, uh, you see the brother look at something, and then walk up. Topher Grace goes, 
he's trying to get his girlfriend out of there because the brother's kind of holding the girlfriend hostage. Right. Uh, going to kill her. Yeah. Right. So Topher Grace is trying to like uh, distract his brother enough to get his girlfriend out there. Yeah. But he goes, I didn't want anything that's down there. And then he later sends kicks Topher Grace down there. Topher Grace goes down there. And it's just like a big room with like, you know, tiling, like gross hospital tiling all over. Yeah. With just a chair in the middle and then a big glass wall that uh-huh. he opens up and inside is like a bedroom layout. Right. Inside the big glass wall, right? Right. And he's going inside and he looks and there's like a president, there's like a USA flag and it says president so-and-so, but it's a picture of his dad. Okay. In front of the in front of the U.S. flag, like he's the president, right? Okay. It's okay. Like kneel down to President blah blah blah, and then he sees a little uh, like recorder where he can he taps it, right, and then it rings the phone upstairs. Uh huh. So his brother answers and he's like, "Have you found your friend yet?" Oh, I miss it. Oh, I'm bad storyteller. His mother disappeared when he was fifteen. <laughs> I don't know his mother. Okay. And he turns around and says, "Mother has been captive in this basement since they were fifteen this whole time." Right? Right. And the father's been keeping her down here, like, choked up on a choker in this makeshift bedroom with, what? like, him as the U.S. president and shit like that. <laughs> That's so weird. And so you find out the father this whole time... Is a psycho. ...was a fucking freak. And the brother kind of figures that out, and the brother starts blaming, you know, the father, you know, for right. them both being fucked up. Right, right. Uh, brother kills the mother. Brother drowns with the money. Uh-huh. Topher Grace... And his love interests escape. It takes his love like, interest. Yeah, love interest. Who's his love interest? What? This the emo girl that comes over. Oh, I just mentioned her. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. they escape. But uh, it's a good movie. I I described it wrong because I, I sounds riveting. I didn't have all the plot points in the my head. The president thing is a funny twist. At it's, the, it's, a, it's weird when you see it. When you see it, you're like, oh no. Something. Oh no, no. Because right. it's just like a mattress on the floor and there's leaking water everywhere, right? Uh, and you're like, oh no. And this president of the United States thing is such a weird. It's bizarre. Weird thing. And so once you know that, you kind of suspect something's up with the father. Yeah. Then you get that evidence that the father was fucked up. Did know? he kill him? Did his father actually kill himself? or? Yeah. Oh, because okay. he knew his son was getting out of jail and I think his father felt guilty. Uh, that, that his secrets were going to come out right 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 you know because the father left him a message suicide message saying I don't blame you Topher Grace for any of this right because Topher Grace was just caught up in the middle of all this shit you know right uh, it's good though man like I said scary though especially scary, scary if you are in a home alone oh don't were you watch home, it were you home alone you watched it no no I wasn't I, thank god dad was over I watched it dad but it's for oh. you, I definitely wait for Jamie. Yeah, because it's not a horror horror movie. It's more like a thriller. Mm-hmm. But I think it would just fucking freak you the fuck out. Yeah, man. I think so too. Like the uh, Aaron and Lauren wanted to come over. Yeah, the other day they came over, and the plan originally was to watch the new Strangers movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't. It's a movie about a home invasion. Then everyone's gonna go, and I'm gonna be here alone. Yeah. I'm gonna be like I'm not gonna want to go around any corners. We should. I, I should show you a scene afterwards from the second Strangers. There's a dope scene. Yeah, there's absolutely. a dope scene. You didn't. You guys didn't watch it. No. There's an awesome scene. Yeah, in, in the Strangers too. I'll show you. It's not uh, a scary scene either. This is as good as Viggo Mortensen's nude fight scene in Eastern Promises. I made Jamie watch that the other Shit, day. Maybe not. That was great. <laughs> that was great, dude. Viggo ball, ball swinging. swinging. You know, I, asshole out. <laughs> do you think like like 
how could you do that if you're an actor like have to like just in front of the whole crew just dick and ass out fighting if i got like some prep time <laughs> some chub time yeah maybe a little makeup <laughs> on your balls no on my like bodies <laughs> just cover up scars and stuff make oh, me okay. look all healthy and stuff I bet you Vigo didn't do that. He seems like the kind of no, guy who's like no. his pure method. But uh, if I, if I, <laughs> just imagine if I was in a spot with, with like you know those like makeup brushes, those puffy ones, <laughs> yeah, pattering your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but like if I was in a this position might... where David Cronenberg was going to put me in a starring role in a movie, and that was a scene, hell yeah, <laughs> I think I'd go for okay. it. Okay, he walks up to you and the scene's like this scene. Talk. This scene is missing something, and he comes up to you, he's like, I don't want you to tell the cast or the crew anything, but in the middle of the fight scene, when shit gets really intense, I want you to just turd on the floor. <laughs> I thought 100%, I thought 100% you're going, he comes up to me, and he's talking to me, and he sticks his finger that has the basketball on up my ass, gives me a hard on. <laughs> on hard on he's like yeah that's what this scene was missing <laughs> you're hard the whole time <laughs> you're like sitting in the showers with a bunch of guys <laughs> you just soap it up and equinox the hard on something up with this guy <laughs> uh, he goes he goes to stab you and you block it with his dick with your dick your hard dick now turn turn on uh, the floor I also watched this other dope movie I'd like to quickly talk about Savages okay. it has Taylor Kish from True Detective Season 2 the gay cop in it okay and Aaron Taylor Johnson from Kick-Ass is it the main guy yeah okay, okay. Uh, they're giant weed dealers right they right. fucking gross they sell, they sell a lot of weed or they're huge and they're weed they're they, physically they're, huge they're, <laughs> and they sell weed they're botanists so they grow the best weed right and it's just the two of them and over time it's grown into this huge business operation right? yeah because it's huge I got like 30% THC levels and shit like that right yeah yeah uh kick ass Aaron Taylor Aaron let's uh-huh. call him kick ass Aaron is like the botanist. He's a smart one. He's this like kind of peaceful guy, right? Right, right? And then his best friend Taylor Kish is this like Navy SEAL soldier, kind of more rougher, right? Kind right. of tough guy, right? Yeah. More cynical. Yeah. And then there's this girl, uh, Blake. I think it was played by Blake Lively. I think so. Yeah, I think it was Blake Lively. Uh, she is like both their girlfriends. Okay. When she's like a shared girlfriend. They have this weird relationship where it's the three of them, right? Right, right, right. At the start of the movie, it's just Taylor Kish pounding the shit out of her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And because the other guy's gone, and then uh, Aaron comes back. And he starts... She has this whole dialogue. She has dialogue throughout the movie, you know, mm-hmm. akin to, like, Babylon's or something. She's talking about, like, how Aaron... How, how Taylor Kish fucks, and how <laughs> Aaron makes love. <laughs> She's describing the dynamics between the two of them, right? Right. And also, and like... So, and so they share this one girl. Yeah. I would want to be the fuck guy, right? Wouldn't you want to be the fuck guy? Yeah. Because, dude, it, it shows him fucking her, dude. He's fucking her hard, dude. <laughs> just, He's giving just it. Just cheeks? Just fucking flex oh, cheeks? Man, flex cheeks, but just... Uh, just the fucking uh, velocity. <laughs> the velocity and the speed is intense, dude. Right. He's used to fucking guys all the time. He's a gay cop. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. He's got. He's like. He's usually have to usually has to plow through like a tight butthole. Yeah. 
So he's just fucking open fields, dude. <laughs> Anyways, cartel wants their business. Right. Because they're so big. So yeah. they offer them, hey, we'll do this. And, uh, but what they really want is how to learn how to grow the weed from right. them and stuff. So they want a three-year deal. And Aaron, the more rational one, is just like, uh, I don't want to take your deal because I don't want to work with you guys, but you guys can just have some of the profit. Right. You guys can just have some of these farms. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, yeah. he's like, well, we got to offer them something. Yeah. Or, you know, but they're like, no, we want you. They don't accept the deal. Blake Lively ends up getting kidnapped. The rest of the movie is them trying to get Blake Lively back out yeah. of kidnapping. Okay. And it's fucking dope. Oh, sounds good. It's on Netflix? They get, yeah, they get wild. Like, it's it's like a best friend movie, you know? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like a best friend movie, and they're doing all this crazy shit to get her back. Benicio Del Toro's in it. Ooh. He plays like this uh, cartel hitman. Right, right. Who's morally ambiguous. Right. He's oh, morally ambiguous I, cartel how, hitman. Like, you like it's weird how Benicio is sort of a. Uh, He's almost typecast now as a morally ambiguous guy. Like that. he's likable. Yeah, it's true. Like he, he has can, a natural likability about him. That's true. And so, like, yeah, he can get away with playing that character a lot. Yeah. So he plays like a bad guy, but he's morally ambiguous. Right. Um, yeah, and it just goes up for there. It's Oliver Stone directed it. Really? Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix now. Savages. Savages. I have to check it's it out. It's good. It sounds good. It sounds like it's, an actiony sort of actiony drama. There's some intense scenes, you know. It's good. Not, it's like too, not, not too intense, but like intense enough. Yeah, it's good. Excited for the new season of Breaking Bad. I mean, what? True, 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 true Detective. How's Westworld been? Without spoiling. It. Oh man, the last episode was so good. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I really gotta dude. catch up. Episode, I think it's episode seven. I fucking really. Episode seven, seven, seven to season two. Holy shit, dude! It's like brilliant. It's pretty aces. It's just like a lot of shit that you wanted to see happen is happening now mm. and it feels like a totally different show really season two to me oh yeah season two from season one yeah yeah like it's it does like it feels like the plot is moving in interesting places yeah that's good that's that i think that'll be good eh it's good app unless you have anything else you want to bring up uh no i think that was it all right fucking a well first podcast this feels good eh it's comfy i want to get like some better chairs in here it's comfy my ass hurts but other than that it's pretty good <laughs> yeah man fucking okay. a all right love you bro love you too, man. see you fuckers later have a week have a week